welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Mine's Morgan Colby. I got Richard Lemon with me as always. Richard? What's up? Is that your, uh, is that your real name? Yes. Okay. Good. That is my real name. All right. Good. Well, sometimes it might be Rick. Um, sometimes it's like a weird situation where your name is William, but you're referred to as Rick. I've never heard of that one. But I've okay. seen that one before I have. All right. So, yeah. Or uh, what is another abbreviation Rick is for? Um, the only one that I know is, well, Frederick. Frederick. There you go. That's a good one. Yeah, but anyway, Richard is like the it's the main one. It's the main one. Um, yeah. all right. Today, we have starts and sits. Good starts and sit show for you. Um, we're gonna go through uh three starts, three sits, break it down, discuss it. Some guys you should put in your starting lineup and not waste time. Just determining who you're gonna start and sit. Just listen to our show and you'll know. Maybe if you're right. if the guy's there. Uh, but anyway. So we'll do that. Before we do, check out our website, fantasygyms.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and any other podcasting platforms, please leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, smash the bell for notifications, like, and comment below. I'm pretty sure I just did that in like 25 seconds. Yeah, I didn't even know what you said. <laughs> I know. You're talking a different I had somebody, language. I had somebody freaking listen to the show the other day, and they were like, they were like, wow, you say the intro real fast. I'm like, yeah, because I'm trying to get it over with. Nobody wants to listen to the intro. Right. They're here for the... I will ask for you to do all of those things politely. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I, I, you know, I, I know that I wouldn't want to listen to that. In fact, I love podcasts, uh, especially recorded ones, because, you know, if you're listening to the radio, you can't skip the commercials. Are you pretty much telling uh, telling everybody who's listening right now to skip this portion of the podcast? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? I mean, maybe. I don't know. People beg on YouTube for the uh, the timestamps. Well, I just want to know what you have to say about the player. Well, frick you. You got to sit here and listen to the rest of us. <laughs> the people who complain about timestamps just clicked out. They're like, frick you guys. I'm going to wow. watch another YouTube channel. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, let's jump into our starts and sits. Uh, Rick is currently preparing the uh, sales portion. Of our next show, uh, politely, I'm kind of intrigued to see who he picks because I told him to just find three cells and call it a day. Um, so anyway, but we're gonna start with the starts, jump to the sits, uh, and we'll start with the number one start of the week, which is Jacoby Myers. Um, listen, Mac is back. Mac is back. He's back. Uh, back in style over here in New England. Um, I think I don't know. We gotta. We gotta. We got a game this Sunday at home against Indianapolis, so um, we'll see if the Mac fan. I mean, the not the Mac fans. Um, I wish I would have at the game to cheer Mac on. I love you, Mac Jones. Um, but uh, a bunch of drunk Patriots fans will probably start chanting Zappy at some point in the game. Uh, so be prepared for that. But either way, Mac's a starter. I think that benefits Jacoby Myers because um, it seems like Mac loves throwing it his way. Uh, that game he had against the New York Jets, twelve targets. Mm. nine catches for 60 yards and a touchdown. He's caught a touchdown in 
three of his last four games. And didn't um, he have like 30 games without a touchdown yeah, before? I, mean, I don't know. He scored last year. Yeah, yeah, he did. But going into that game where he got a touchdown, he had like a streak of like 20-something games. Oh, yeah, yeah, he, he hadn't scored. And now all of a sudden he's a touchdown machine. Yeah, so um, Jacoby Myers, I think, you know, especially like against Cleveland, he had Bailey Zappi at quarterback and against Chicago – obviously there was a cluster bleep in that game of stuff happening. So um, finally with Mac back in a full game, you know, Myers is able to get his full target share. Um, Indianapolis typically does pretty good um, against wide receivers, just to be transparent. Um, They give up 19 points a game to the wide receiver position. So I don't expect an explosion game for, um, for Jacoby Myers. But the reason why you should start him and I feel like this is a week-to-week start thing because he has had, in all of the games that he has played and started in this season, he has had 10 or more fantasy points. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he should be at least, at minimum, a flex play on your roster on a week-to-week basis. I think a lot of people would look at the Indianapolis matchup and be like, okay, this is going to be a tough matchup for Myers. If he gets targeted 12 times again or even just 10 times, and he catches seven, eight, nine passes, there's no way he doesn't get to 12 fantasy points. Right. So I'm in on Myers for the week, even though it's more of a difficult matchup. I think it's a good start. I think he's max safety blanket. Um, I've also you know, watched some film, and I've seen Tyquan Thornton. Um, he's He's been getting uh, some extra attention over the top. Um, if Devonte Parker plays, he also gets attention on the other side. So if that's the case, it opens up the middle of the field for Jacoby Myers, um, majorly, and he will probably get targeted a lot by Mac Jones. Um, any thoughts on Jacoby Myers? Rick? Yeah. I mean, I've said, uh, I said before about Myers that a couple weeks ago, even, um, that I think he's gotten better every year. And last year I was impressed with them saying like, Oh, he's like a legit NFL receiver. And now this yeah. year, I think he's even taking it a step further. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just really, really reliable. He's a great route runner. Mm-hmm. Um, extremely good hands. He doesn't really drop anything. He yeah. knows he's a smart player too, knows all the soft spots in the zone. Uh, and he's had, he's formed a really good relationship with Mac. And even those games that you said with, like with Zappy, even uh, the Detroit game, he put up 24 fantasy points, um, but mm-hmm. he did have eight targets. So with Mac, he has the potential, I think, to get even more targets. Yeah. Um, as you said, this past week with 12, uh, in week two against Pittsburgh at 13, um, which was ridiculous. And then he didn't play in week three, but I'm sure he would have had a huge target share. So I would expect around 10 targets. And if you're getting 10 targets in PPR leagues, you're a great fantasy asset yeah. just from that alone. Right. Um, and the fact that he's been scoring some touchdowns this year, just, uh, makes it go through the roof. He was somebody who um, he's still not like a huge name. Mm-hmm. And I think for that, you could get him at a reasonable price, but he should be viewed as a wide receiver too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in most PPR leagues. Agreed. Um, let's talk about our second guy, Chris Olave, who is going up against the Baltimore Ravens. And, this is a complete uh, 180 because Baltimore uh, on the last guy because Baltimore is just um, really bad against wide receivers. Top five in uh, easiest matchups in the NFL. Uh, 32 points a game to the wide receiver position. The worst team gives up 38. So 
Baltimore is going to give up a lot of fantasy points to um, a passing attack that's actually been relatively good under uh, Andy Dalton, believe it or not. Chris Olave, however, has not had a massive amount of success. He did have 14 targets against Arizona and 17 fantasy points, so that's a good game. Last week against the Raiders, tough game, only seven targets, five catches. I actually think Chris Olave's... Um, I, did I put him on a... Yeah, uh, I did not. I think he's a good buy this week um, mm. if you can acquire him because I think that there are some easier games down the stretch of the schedule. But that's Are you worried game. about Michael Thomas ever coming back? Um, should we ever be worried about Michael Thomas ever coming back? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he might come back and get no, hurt again like freaking Julio. Did you see yeah. he came back first play of the game? Brady throws a drag to Julio Jones. He gets tackled and just limps to the sidelines. <laughs> Oh my gosh! It's like he crawled back to the side. I'm like, dude. Oh man, it's time to retire. Yeah, it's time to retire if you're at that point. But anyway, but I think Olave has a really good matchup, and I think that he'll probably get a decent target share in this game. And so we should anticipate that um, Olave. This is one of Olave's bigger weeks. Yeah, I mean, Olave's been phenomenal this year. Outside of, I mean, it was Brees Hall was the favorite to win rookie of the year yeah um but with Brees Hall's injury I think it's probably either Olave or Pierce but mm-hmm. Olave has a great case for it yeah right now um he's been very very good um and even when Michael Thomas was in there uh Olave was still getting a pretty good target share mm-hmm. um but with Michael Thomas out now, he's become the the guy especially the last two weeks because yeah. even last week he only had seven targets but he did most of that in the first three quarters. I don't think he even played the fourth quarter because the Saints won that game 24 nothing. Yeah. And um, I don't think they really threw the ball in the fourth quarter at all. So Olave still dominated the target share early on. Um, and against Baltimore now, it's a much better matchup. I I think he could have a big week. It's also, I think it's Monday Night Football. So, you know, we could see some some big plays on Monday Night Football. I think I think he's going to have a good game. Yeah, it's a good matchup too, as you said. Right. Uh, number three, final start of the week: Raheem Mostert at Chicago. I know they just traded for Jeff Wilson. I know that makes me nervous a little bit too. Um, but I don't think like if Mostert is involved, I don't think it's going to be like an immediate impact. Um, it's the same offense, so it's not like anything is like massively, um, massively changing. Um. Yeah, I don't think anything's massively changing for him offensive scheme-wise, so it's not going to take him long to learn the system. I just think they need to get up to speed with what Miami is doing, and it, he'll probably get some opportunity, but this is going to look similar to like the Christian McCaffrey week where he gets like, you know, if they want to give him a lot of touches, he's probably not going to get too many. So um, this is an easier matchup against Chicago. Raheem Mostert comes into this game actually being pretty good since week four. He's had 10, 19, 5, 20, and 7 fantasy points he didn't score a touchdown last week so that capped his upside they didn't give him any pass catching opportunity either um so i think he was a start last week against detroit but you can you can run him again against the detroit i mean against the chicago bears the bears to the running back position have given up 24 points per game and with virtually nobody else in the backfield at least for this week um i think Mostert is going to have a big week yeah um I would agree with that. I think I don't think they use Wilson a lot mm-hmm. at first anyway, even if they do plan on using Jeff Wilson. So Mostert, I think, is going to get a pretty big 
workload against the Bears in a relatively good matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the last couple of weeks with that workload, he's been really solid. So uh, I think he's a really, really good play. Um, I think the, the Dolphins also had all passing touchdowns this week, or they might have had one rushing touchdown. Mm-hmm. But um, they, they're kind of due for a touchdown on the ground. So uh, I think there's a good chance for that as well at most. And the Bears defense has been eh. Yeah. Bears. Uh, the other thing I would like to reference on Raheem Mostert is um, their middle linebacker, Devin White. Is that his name? Um, or is that their s- middle linebacker? You mean the one that just got traded, Roquan Smith? Yeah, Roquan Smith. Sorry. I don't know why I said Devin White. I mix him. <laughs> I, who's who is Devin White's on the. He's on the Bucks. I don't know. The Bucks. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I was Either looking way. at I was looking at him in my um in my thirty uh, two team Madden league, <laughs> and I was like, I got to trade for this guy. Ninety speed, yeah, he's a good. stud. And he's just in my head, and I I don't know why I put Devin White and Roquan Smith together in my brain, but anyway, Roquan Smith just got traded, which is not helpful for the second level of the defense. Um, no, it's for not. Raheem Mostert. So, lots of steps back for Chicago, um, in terms of run stopping in the front seven. Um, but I think it should be a good week for most of it. Uh, let's jump to the sits, get to the sits real quick. Like, see, sure. Um, number one, James Robinson versus the bills. Um, this should be self-explanatory <laughs> yeah. at this point. It should. Um, a, the bills give up 16 points a game to the running back position. Uh, the team that gives up the least is 14. So they're not too far off that. Um, I think they're a, top five top six toughest matchup for running backs so that's already bad for the new york jets um i think this is going to be a game where the jet i mean who knows maybe the jets shock the world if they do i buy in i'm in all the way in i'm with you on the jets rick uh if they win this week they win this week but yeah i I have a strong (laughs) with half their roster out and zach wilson run around without without a head a chicken without yeah, a head. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's it's this, I, this is going to be brutal. This is going to be a beatdown. Yeah. What if um, the Jets lose, but it's competitive? Do you buy in? No. They keep it within two touchdowns. <laughs> they keep it within one touchdown. Let's say three points. Oh, dude. Has any team done that? I, I don't think so. But outside um, of uh, one thing's for sure. I think after the first two series, the Jets are going to be losing 14 nothing. So probably they're going to have to play from behind for a majority of this game. Um, James Robinson has been pretty much null and void since he got to the... Now, he's only played, what, two games? One game for the Jets? Uh, one game, yeah. So we haven't really seen what he looks like, if he's going to get more opportunity than he did last week. Um, I watched the entire Patriots game and don't remember James Robinson's name being even said. I remember, and he didn't look good. Yeah. So, James Robinson... At least not compared to Brees Hall. Like, I feel like this is a self-explanatory thing, but I think there's a lot of people out there who still kind of believe in James Robinson and think he's going to be yeah. good. Um, and I and just, the opportunities if, there. If he ends up being good at some point this year, it's probably going to be late, late, like from weeks 15 to 17. Yeah. Um, and then maybe like one against Chicago in week 12, but he has Buffalo, New England after the break, Minnesota, and then Buffalo again, weeks 13, 14. So like just the next five, six weeks are going to be tough for him. And he's, it's not, it's not looking good for J Rob. Um, so 
I wouldn't start him against the Bills. I'm I'm out on Jimmy Robinson against the Bills. Yeah, I agree. Uh, kind of out on J Rob as well. Um, not a good matchup. Doesn't seem like it's going to be a good situation either. Probably going to be playing from behind. I do think they're going to try to run the ball a little bit more. Um, because you don't want Zach Wilson mm-hmm. throwing 50 passes against the Bills, but they yeah. might have to. Um, and it's just it's just tough. It's a good run defense as well as a bad situation. So, yeah. um, and I don't think Robinson is great. I think he he does what he he he's capable of doing. So, like if you give him a hole, he'll hit the hole. But he's not going to make five guys miss um, and take it to the house. He's not that type of player. Yeah, especially now with a. Uh, um, post Achilles. So mm-hmm. uh I don't know. And I don't think he's gonna get a huge workload. I think it's gonna be a split between him and Carter. So it's just all around just not not good for Dan Johnson. We keep going with the Robinsons here on this show for whatever reason. Because last week there was three. And this week it's two. No, there's two. We're decreasing slightly every week. But uh, number two is Allen Robinson at the Bucks. Um Bucks offensively disaster. Defensively, yeah. really haven't been any better, but they've been able to stop the pass. Twenty six fantasy <laughs> yeah. points a game against wide receivers, not great. Um, but middle of the pack in terms of giving up fantasy points to wide receivers. Uh, I don't like this matchup for um, Allen Robinson. He's had two good weeks in a row. Um, I don't like. We'll see. We'll see this week. Is Cooper Cup still available? Because if Cooper Cup is out, um, I might actually change my mind on this. No, Cup is, Cup is injured, but he's going to play through it. Okay. All right. Good. Bad idea. Bad idea. Bad idea. Because he's sounds, an Iron Man. That sounds like a really bad idea. Um, but going up against the Bucks, it's tough. They got a really good secondary, regardless of what the numbers have looked like this year. Um, and it's going to be tough for Allen Robinson to get involved. I think this is one of those games where they force feed Cooper Cup um, because they can't get anyone else open. And Allen Robinson is going to be tough. Now, um, I think I'm starting Robinson in the league, so well, I, I'm sorry. There it is. I I will say Wait, with I Robinson, hedge, should I hedge my bets? There is a chance that Cup either gets re-injured or he's limited, and they end up having to force it to Robinson. He gets like ten targets, so I think that is a possibility. But overall, I would agree. I don't think it's a good matchup. Um, mm-hmm. And people have seen the last two weeks and might be back in on the A-Rob train, but uh, the Bucks pass defense has been very good. And the Rams passing offense and really team in general has not been very good, especially yeah. their offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Rams have not been able to run the ball, so they've been kind of forced to throw it. And when a team knows you're forced to throw it, it makes it easier on the defense. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be great for A-Rob, but there is that slight chance um, depending on what happens with Cup, that he could end up having a decent week, but I wouldn't start him. Yeah, this is a this is a big game between uh, Rick and I here because I have the Bucks uh, D, and he has uh, you have the Bucks D, and I have the Rams D. No, no, no vice versa, bro. See, confused, but this is the this is the matchup against the defenses this week in the home league. Either way, uh-huh. probably neither one of us will have this defense next week. So yeah, true. But this is a huge game for both teams. One's three and no, four, is. one's three and five. This could be like if the Bucks lose and they go three and six. Oh my gosh, six, you're three and six. Yeah, that would be horrible. So this is a big game. And then, but even if the Rams lose and they're three and five, are they like Are they toast? Are they done? They might be. And they don't have any draft picks. What do you do? Oh my gosh. Yeah, what do you do? Um And Sean McVay, there's a report that said um 
that once one of the quote unquote core retires, so Albert Breer said one of um, Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, Matt Stafford, or Jalen Ramsey, uh, once one of those guys leaves, McVay will not might will retire. That was reported one hour ago. Oh dear but, God! So they're going to be a mess of a franchise in like two years. Wow, that's shocking. Yeah. Well, there's he's been like there's 20. been rumors about him. Yeah, I know he's he's a young coach. Not but I see I when I he's only retired, he's only forty. Is what I meant to say. He's thirty-seven. Mm. <laughs> I feel he's like he's been a coach seven years. I feel years. like he'd leave and then come back. You know what? I like? Yes. Yeah. When I say retire, I think. It means like he's gonna take like two or three years off and he'll come back. He's so young. Like he could right. like Bill Belichick is seventy three. Right. Bill's done done. But I think when I think because like Sean Payton, Mike McCarthy, there's been coaches that like take a year off. I think what if he took like because like, I think Donald's done after this year. Yeah, I do too. So what if he retired? And then took two years off, and Bill retired, and we got McVay. Oh, oh! I love it. Oh, you're gonna make me take my pants off. I love it. All live on the podcast. Yeah, frick all of you in the in the league if that happens. <laughs> Do you know how mad people would be, dude? Oh, uh, that's a good thought. I like that thought. But anyway, um, it's a Patriots dream. Sit, Allen Robinson. Go from Bill to McVay. I know, oh my. dude. Seriously. Um, number three on this list is Tyler Aljair uh, versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, Aljair's been good. He's been good this season. He's been decent. When he has had to replace Cor- Cordero Patterson, like he has taken that opportunity. He's gone through a brick wall with it. I think he's done a decent job. Um, a lot better than I thought he was going to be. I thought he was a decent like like add early in the season for season long and, and obviously uh, holds for Dynasty, but he's been doing okay. Um mm-hmm. So I like them in that context. Uh, they're going up against Los Angeles Chargers this week. And I'm kind of nervous about the Chargers uh, matchup. Uh, usually the Chargers give up a lot of fancy points in the running back position, 26 on the season, second most. Um, mm-hmm. But the big reason why this guy is on this list, and Rick will tell you about it, is because Patterson's back. Yep. So I, yeah. I sit all Jair this week. Yeah, Patterson is back and some people either might not care or they'll be like well algiers been good so they're not going to just throw him to the dirt yeah they will it's the falcons um patterson's going to get carries their own children (laughs) in week one patterson had 25 touches (laughs) like he's a true workhorse in that backfield so disgusting um and he might not get that but he's going to get like at least 15 and that's going to kill algiers value because he's not Algier is not a pass catching back. So a lot of his work comes from the ground. And I think he's only going to get like um, a couple carries. If you look at what he was doing uh, in the beginning of the season, uh, he only played two games with Patterson, um, technically three, but Patterson got hurt in that game. And the two games that he played with Patterson where he didn't get hurt, he had 10 and six carries and one target. So, oh, geez, bless me. Um, I don't, I don't think that uh, he's gonna do anything this week. Um, with Patterson coming back, he's back to being like a handcuff, really, which blows. Yeah, yeah, it blows for your shares. 
I only have one share, so I mean, yeah, it just so happens to be the home league, though. But oh, I'm trying go. to trade him. Oh, it's not going too well. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine at the moment. But anyway, there your starts and sits. Content pumping it out this week. Love starts and sits. Start these guys in your lineup. Get some wins. Sit these guys in your lineup. Get some wins. Do all that good stuff. Um, we also have uh, buys and sells coming later this week. Trade targets. Got to check it out. See you later, guys. See you. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs. <laughs>